0: Welcome to D-NEXT, the Innovation and Entrepreneurs Podcast, and I'm your host, Paul Coise. On this episode, we speak with Tim Hudak, CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association.
1: Governor Macklin, your speech uh, noted a larger than expected rebound in household spending, and I think you attributed that to pent-up demand. Is there a risk that this will reverse itself as fiscal programs wind down, mortgage deferrals end, and the longer recuperation phase that the bank has talked about gets underway? And to what extent are you worried about what that might mean for housing markets? Uh, w- with respect to housing. Um As we highlighted, uh, we do think a lot of this has to do with pent-up demand, uh, or in other words, uh, it was pretty difficult to buy a house uh, during the containment phase. So there's this is a bit of catch-up from the containment phase, and we're seeing a burst of catch-up or or pent-up demand is being released. Um, We do expect um, the pace of uh, housing activity growth to to, uh, moderate going forward. Uh, this as this pent up demand gets worked off, uh, you know, uncertainty, you know, household confidence, consumer confidence, uh, it's off the bottom, but it, it's still it's still not strong. Um, immigration uh, is, for obvious reasons, lower. Uh, during the pandemic. Uh, so there, there are some, and, and um, as I talked about in quite a lot of uh, detail in the speech, uh, youth have been particularly affected by this recession. So uh, the pace of household formation is likely to small slow. So for all those reasons, um, uh, we would expect uh, housing activity to moderate somewhat going forward. And this is really part of the the broader recuperation phase. Uh, overall, we think the economy is gonna be moving in the right direction, but uh, the, as we move from reopening to recuperation, the pace uh, is gonna slow and it's gonna get a little choppier.
0: Tim, welcome back to D Next. It's great to have you join us again.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Paul. It was great being at the uh, the conference. I'm sorry that uh, this world has prevented us from getting together face-to-face, but I'm thrilled to be on the podcast and congratulations on the DNEXT Podcast success. Well, thank you very much. I, uh, I want to start
0: with, I guess, a big picture uh, statement about what's going on right now. There seems to be a little bit of confusion in terms of the current real estate market in Ontario. We're hearing different things. I was hoping that you could give us a very high-level kind of snapshot of what's going on right now, if you could.
2: Well, you know, the pandemic basically changed everything. COVID turned the world on its head in all regards except for two. Number one, the Toronto Maple Leafs continue to make an early exit from the playoffs. Some things (laughs) never change, and uh, sorry, I couldn't resist. And, uh, and number two, uh, Canadians continue to see a tremendous value in real estate, both as a, a long-term, sensible investment, but more importantly, you know, it's it's the place that we call home, where our most treasured memories uh, take place, where we can truly be uh, ourselves and comforted. And I really think as a result of COVID-19, that, that value has been reinforced. When you think through the sort of the zeitgeist of what's happened, Uh, Home has been an an enhanced sense of uh, security, it's been a place to be safe and uh, as a result of the pressures of COVID uh, we've seen a doubling down in the value of uh, home and as a result significant investments in real estate and I'm glad to walk through some of those details.
0: Well speaking about home I wanted to ask one question uh, that maybe we can start off with our analysis with regards to the work from home trends is this a short-term thing a long-term thing or is this the game changer that uh, uh you know made everything the way it is now
2: well you can certainly see that um a lot of people are betting it is going to be a long-term shift you know um let me answer that in two respects you know for us at the ontario real estate association where i've you know, sort of small medium sized business just sort of 100 folks i think we'll end up in a hybrid model where there will be an expectation that you know we need to meet, we need to be face-to-face, you need to maintain a corporate culture of some kind and face-to-face helps with that. But at the same time, a greater freedom for folks to work from anywhere. Uh, these nine months, I'm tremendously proud of what my team has accomplished by having the back of their members, um, fighting for uh, major advocacy rings, wins and, and new services for realtors despite being remote. So I think we'll end up there. My other point was we are seeing a significant shift in uh, investment to rural areas, to waterfront areas, even to suburbs, which tells me that a lot of people are making the bet that work from home for them will be a uh, permanent uh, shift. Will give them more opportunities to have a bit more space and continue to work. Whether that's everyday week or not, I don't know. But people are betting with their pocketbooks that they're going to have that flexibility. So
0: is this the new golden age of the suburbs I'm thinking about the 1970s let's say in the GTA or in Ontario are we seeing sort of a new renaissance there was such a rush to urbanization for the last couple of decades I want to know where we're at now
2: you know um, I I think that we're still in uh, in early days I remain convinced that uh, people who uh, like cities who enjoy the the vibrancy the chance to meet so many uh, other uh, people of Various backgrounds are in clusters within your own work. The proximity to entertainment, uh, good food, uh, recreation will continue to like cities. Uh, Those who like rural areas, I'm sure will find that even more attractive now that they can have more job opportunities via work from home and suburbs in between. So yes, Paul, it's a great question. We certainly have seen in this uh, last nine months a shift towards suburbs and rural areas. In fact, uh, we do a survey, and your listeners can see it at areacovid 19 infocom again, areacovid 19 infocom We're doing monthly tracking of consumer sentiment. So we saw that 62% of Ontarians have said that suburban living is more attractive to them. They want to have more space, maybe an office at home, a place to kick the ball around with their daughter, for example. But do I think this is a huge golden age major shift? I don't, I think it's a shift on the margins and an acceleration of trends that people had always hoped to do. So in terms of how this
0: impacts other sectors and just from your point of view, because beyond your role with the Ontario Real Estate Association, certainly your leadership role in Ontario governance, do you see major impacts coming to all the other industries that serve the residential industries, restaurants, local businesses and things. uh, Do we see a bit of an upswing for those types of businesses in the suburban and rural markets?
2: I think that's likely. Again, I think it's still early, but you know, on the other side of that uh, coin, uh, the biggest area of concern, you know, we're picking up is on the commercial side uh, in urban areas. So the uh, ground level restaurants and retail or travel operations at the bottom of the towers in downtown Toronto or Mississauga. Certainly the PATH system uh, under the ground uh, in Toronto. The impact on the commercial sector there uh, has been uh, huge and the longer this lasts the more devastating that will be. Does that mean we'll see these operations pop up in more small towns and suburbs? Probably but right now we're seeing the downside and not as much of the upside as of yet. So let's switch gears and talk about the other headline in all of
0: this. I want to dive into how technology, specifically, is changing the real estate industry. Not only in terms of the people who are buying homes, but more to the people who are, you know, selling homes. Uh, how is technology changing the way things are done?
2: Yeah, in very positive ways. So. You know, one thing that we do at the Ontario Real Estate Association, you know, we are the voice of our members, what, 80,000 realtors across the province. Uh, And in so doing, Paul, we're the voice of the clients that they work hard for each and every day. And we succeeded in getting real estate declared an essential service uh, during the crisis, the darkest days of the pandemic. And and we did so um, in a very professional manner, putting Ontarians first. We said, look, any business that can be postponed until things get better, uh, postpone it. But there will be people who may have been halfway uh, through a move, uh, whose uh, tenancy is coming to an end and could be um, homeless. Those that are on the hook to buy a new home and if they can't sell their own, will not be able to finance it and will have to lose a lot of money as a result. So to help out those people, you know, halfway through, our members were there, but they shifted significantly. So I'll give me some examples. You know, the days of driving around with your realtor in the car and checking out, you know, a half dozen open houses over the weekend, Total stop on that. Instead, our Realtor members pivoted to uh, online showings, virtual open houses, uh, virtual documentation meetings. We suggested to them that you should use virtual means first and to the greatest extent possible, and they did. And they adapted to that quickly, as did the consumers. The end result of this is when somebody finally goes to see a home, and there have been some that are purchased strictly online, with ever sitting foot in the place. But usually, when you finally go to see a home, now you've narrowed it down to the ones you're most serious about, only the most serious buyers coming into a place. So you're saving time, you're saving money, you're protecting the environment, and the exchanges and it can happen a lot faster because you're really cutting the chase using virtual means instead of that drive around inspection of a dozen different places.
0: So, as a result, what role do you see entrepreneurs playing in the future of this sector? Is there still room for more? innovation and how things are done
2: I have always been a, a big uh, booster um, of prop tech um, the notion that uh, when you bring the, the great minds of, uh, of technology and innovation to bear on what is fundamental and that's a real estate investment to the vast majority of Ontarians as you know uh, the family home is the greatest uh, source of, uh, of savings uh, for uh, retirement, the typical Canadian family. If you bring those things together it's powerful. So we've seen that demonstrated uh, now with uh, amazing video communication technology, uh, the chance to have your own version of HGTV at home where you can inspect homes that you're looking at uh, in great, to great detail, have your questions answered, narrow your search, saving you time and money. Um, the second phase uh, I see of this is if there are ways for prop tech companies uh, to help in the next stage which is smoothing out that process between getting a mortgage and getting financing and having the inspection uh, done and working with a lawyer anybody who can smooth out those bumps in the roads i think it's going to make a lot of people happy will make a ton of money i imagine that for most canadians
0: real estate uh, their home is the primary wealth generator over generations that's how uh, they're they're doing this stuff do you see that uh, as being, I imagine, going forward, the same thing in the future. And what challenges do you still see existing kind of in that space, both for home uh, homeowners and the uh, real estate agents and, and industry that support that?
2: Yeah, in fact, uh, I think, Paul, that we've seen that value uh, reinforced. Um, and everybody's been cooped up in their homes uh, through the first lockdown, and in many parts of the province, now the second. And as a result of that, um, the value of having a home has been enhanced. We have seen a significant uh, increase in the number of people who were living in small rentals, small condos, who say, my God, I need a place with some space, some windows, uh, some breathing room. So we've seen that reinforced. And also I bet you every couple listening or individual has looked around their house and said, oh my God, I need to fix these two or three things. So I I feel that the value of investing in your home for your personal benefit, the comfort and security of your family, and then a long-term payoff uh, has uh, been even more ingrained into the Canadian uh, character, particularly uh, in uh, the province of Ontario. So what are the obstacles in the way? Well, the one challenge we continue to face uh, is that home ownership is actually in the decline. It has been a great story about the history of this marvelous country, Canada that each generation had a better chance of owning a home of their own than the generation previous. That was true, Paul, through the Depression, through the World Wars, through the 60s and 70s, but it stalled in the last number of years. Why is that? We're not building enough housing supply, not enough choice, not enough affordability in the marketplace. And some of our national institutions have put up more roadblocks in the way to getting financing. Here's an area, again, where I think technology can help in innovative ways of financing, maybe micro ownership of, of homes, uh, paying back loans. I, I actually feel like we can turn this around and certainly work from home will enable more people to find an affordable place to call home to. So I, I do feel optimistic that this short term negative trend will turn positive. Oh, perhaps a, a, a challenge or an invitation to new entrepreneurs and innovators to tackle this perhaps and see what they can incubate the next little while? Yeah, I mean I, I talked uh, earlier uh, on the, the next podcast about technology uh, enabling the inspection of a home, the marketing of a home, understanding the home. I think the other phase for uh, FinTech would be on financing. Uh, what kind of innovative approaches can we uh, have to help people you know make that uh, down uh, payment to spread out the risk uh, over uh, time you know certainly there are uh, financial uh, innovations in the states and they wash ashore here in Canada that help people the hardest part of getting a home for most Ontarians today is setting money aside for the down payment so innovative financing models and ownership models may pave the way for that next generation of Ontarians or new Canadians to find a great place to live and call their own. Let's
0: zoom into Durham Region right now. Certainly a growing area, uh, a hotbed for post-secondary institutions. Uh, There's a a booming uh, tech sector uh, here. General Motors just reinvested $1.4 billion into Oshawa. Where do you see Durham Region in the future story of Ontario?
2: Well, man, it's, uh, it's looking very bright in, uh, in Durham. I know in some recent uh, media, and you should always talk to the, the Durham Realtors, who will give you the, the play-by-play of what's happening in neighbourhoods across the region. But a recent Toronto Star article said that uh, prices were up in Durham by as much as 24% compared to uh, this month, uh, last year. And, and that's very high across Ontario, where prices have gone up, but that's on the high end. Why is that? It's a great place to live, great amenities. I think this also reflects a trend we're seeing where people are looking for a bit more space for that home office, or maybe for mom to, to move in, grandma to move in uh, with the family. Uh, and uh, I, I just uh, feel, um, I feel very um, very optimistic about uh, Durham, <laughs> honest to God. Half my staff live in, uh, in Durham, and some that have formerly lived in other areas have now moved into Durham. So who knows, maybe it'll become the provincial capital someday. Well,
0: that's our master plan, I think, here. Do do you,
2: and you know, this uh, series, as you know, has
0: listeners all over the world now who are learning about Durham and Ontario, uh, really, for the first time in any kind of meaningful way. In your time in public life, because you've done so much with this province and for this province, I have a two-parter question. What have you learned about the people of Ontario, and why do you think this is such a desirable place for people to live?
2: You know, the um, I think people of Ontario are uh, are very generous. I, I believe well, we are far from perfect. Um, we're extremely tolerant, uh, entrepreneurial, um, and hardworking, and um, have have faith that um, tomorrow is always going to be a, a better day. A sense of optimism, despite what we are going through. Ontario certainly has uh, faced a, a number of challenges, but uh, job creation. Um, had until the pandemic, and I believe after, um, has been strong. The government is making smart investments in transportation infrastructure to make the commute uh, easier uh, for people. We've become more attractive from folks in the technology sphere uh, to uh, to manufacturing. And Ontario continues to be a beacon of hope for people uh, all around the world. Ontario has had an incredible history under Confederation. These 153 years, but Paul, I think Ontario's best days are still yet to come.
0: Okay. So final thoughts then. What advice do you have for future home buyers, real estate agents or next generation entrepreneurs in this particular field?
2: Well, for for home buyers, uh, real estate has proven time and time again to be a smart, sensible investment that pays off in the long run. It's also then a source of capital. It can help out if you're going to be starting uh, your own business, for uh, example. Uh, and also, I mean, you can't live inside a bond. You can't raise a family inside of a stock. So it has all of the spin-off benefits of security and family and safety. Now for entrepreneurs, we, we continue to see that despite the pandemic, faith in real estate and the desire to have a home uh, have actually increased. And that information you can see in our monthly surveys at ariaCOVID19info.com. But what are the pain points? Well, the number one, you got to make sure you've got a realtor who knows her stuff. You got to make sure that you in making this decision, somebody who knows the neighborhood is going to be your advocate. We have amazing, highly trained professional realtors. Make sure you get the one that knows your neighborhood or where you want to go. And then for the entrepreneurs, anything that will help to get more information to people, to help streamline the sort of fire hose that there is out there in real estate data. So you're making an informed decision and then help speed up that process once you've made up your mind. The biggest pain point right now is after you've made the offer and going through all of the paperwork with the associated professions before you can start moving in your couch. I think a lot to be done there to ease that process.
0: Okay, and with that, we've just had a masterclass with Tim Hudak on real estate and what to expect uh, for the future. And I'm gonna say
2: thank you very much for joining us again, Tim. Always a pleasure and we always learn something with you. My pleasure to be back on DNEX and and Paul, thank you for for your continuous work and bringing these issues to the fore. I'm glad to hear that your following is spread from Ontario and New York State right across the world. Awesome to see and continued success in 2021. Thank you, sir.
0: Thanks for listening. For more information about this episode, the real estate market in Ontario, or to hear more interviews from this masterclass series, please visit us at dnextnow.com. Until next time.